Kaya FM podcast. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Tonight, our businesswoman on the move is Yavi Madura. She is the founder and MD of digital transformation company Black Box Theory. Last year, she launched the Pan-African Business Women's Association. Yavi is also a well-known media analyst. She often appears on television and can be heard in the radio talking about social media. Yavi, a very good evening to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Sanitra. Now, you've embarked on some really interesting projects in the business world and you've had a thriving social media. Well, you've got a social media brand in Black Box Theory. You're a marketing specialist and a digital media expert, but you've also had to travel a long and hard road to get here. Uh, I mean, you survived breast cancer at, at a really young age and you started these companies and you, you seem to be thriving. Tell me about how it all began. Well, I think it's 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 more about um, you know looking back and and I, so I was a corporate being if I can put it that way, a corporate animal as they call us. Um, so I come from a banking background, and I was in a situation where after breast cancer, you know, surviving breast cancer, I was told I couldn't have children. Two years later, I found out at four months that I was pregnant. So obviously science was wrong (laughs) in that particular case. And I was in a position where I was a very senior executive. I had lots and lots of international travel and it just you know, the, the working world um, is, is, is not great from a, 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 a working mother perspective today. Mm-hmm. But I think if you look back 10 years and you look back 10 years, you know, before that and so on, it's worse. Um, and so a couple of years ago, things were very difficult and very different for, for somebody who is at a C-class level and trying to be a mom of a toddler, etc., etc. So... You know, looking for another job didn't really pan out because um, everybody wanted me to travel because that was my specialty in terms of international markets. So I then um, started the journey of entrepreneurship and I started Black Box Dairy based on what I knew at the time, which was strategy and, you know, um, brand development and brand turnaround. And I was already in the in the digital and technology space. It obviously blew up and exploded in the last 10 years. So that just, you know, was according to my trajectory. So that helped a lot. Um, yeah. And so and so we find ourselves, um, I think it's 10 years later. Um, it's been a, a completely interesting journey, to say the least. The hustle, uh, you know, whether you're a woman, whether you're in South Africa, whether you're in a developing country or a developing continent, um, it's never easy. So it's been an interesting couple of couple of years um, being in, in an environment where entrepreneurship is celebrated for the idea of it mm. and not necessarily, you know, the daily grind behind it and sometimes our reality is very different and and can be skewed I suppose I mean it's you know it's interesting you talk about you know being a working mother and the fact that you know the the workplace is not uh you know is it, it it doesn't cater for all of us you know it's it's very difficult and there seems to be the struggle for many um you know executive women or women in the corporate world and it's still a struggle and we often ask ourselves why are women why are there not enough women in the workplace apart from you know the fact that we still have to fight for our places there 
you also have the challenge of deciding on your own whether you actually want to go and give it your all. Absolutely. And and that becomes the, the, you know, how many times have you heard of a woman who she may be a housewife in inverted commas today and somebody would say, well, you know, she gave, she took off a couple of years to be able to have her kids. And, you know, we've seen the movies, we've heard the stories, we mm. know women like this. Um, and that becomes exactly it. It's because it just becomes a square peg in a round hole. Your, your life changes. Um, you don't want to work any less necessarily. You just want to be able to have more flexibility. And unfortunately, the world that we live in, well, pre-COVID, <clears throat> um, you know, post-COVID, interestingly enough, uh, the stats show that the world is now more flexible because of working from home and remote work became a necessity. Um, you know, women may actually be able to join the workforce back again, so to speak, because mm. of the ability to work from home and it's become normalized. So pre-COVID, um, that was definitely a no-no. You know, you have to be working 12, 14, 15, or be seen, rather, yeah. to be working kind of ridiculous hours. Um, it wasn't a good thing if you were not at, you know, when it was dark and you left the office uh, when it was light, so to speak. Um, but these are the kind of things that, that we have to do, and or we have to do. And I suppose you reach a stage, because you're a woman also, so let's be let's be clear about that. And at some point in your life, you do want to have a family. You do want to be able to move along with your life, and you hope that your career will move along with your life. But the the workplace doesn't necessarily leave space for that, and that's when it becomes difficult because you slugged and slaved like your whole life, mm-hmm. and you kind of just want to get to that point now where you want to start a family or or whatever the case is, and you find that it's not. It just doesn't fit. And therefore, people leave at the stage where they're just about, you know, either in the top position, maybe second, three, you know, second or uh, third down, down from the top position, just because it becomes too much. And some things are more important in inverted commas than, than, than others. How did, how, how did you manage that, though? I mean, you know, entrepreneurship is also not easy. And, it, you know, no. in, in some cases, people feel like, you know, that takes up a lot more time because, you know, you you giving your all, you giving all your hours, all your time to this in order to make it work. Whereas having a corporate job sometimes can be a nine to five. I mean, what how did you manage that kind of pressures with having a new baby? Well, to be very honest with you, and I'm going to say some things that maybe um, people won't say, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm okay with that. Uh, so um, financially, I I have taken a massive, huge, <laughs> I don't think there's a word for it. In t- my, I'm sure my husband has a few words for it, <laughs> but um, I've taken a massive knock. Uh, you know, if I have to think about where I would be if I'd stayed in the corporate world, both financially status, title, you know, all the trappings of success, so to speak. Um, uh, I sometimes try not to think about it because it can de- can get depressing. But by the same token, um, you know, Smith, coming out of a situation where um, uh, somebody says to you, 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 so you've come out of breast cancer, you've survived it barely, and then someone says to you, um, I'm so sorry, you're not going to be able to have children and you are not even 30 years old. Um, and then you have a child. That kind of feeling, nothing can replace, you know, 
to me, being able to spend time with her and, and mm. being able to see her grow up um, and being able to spend, she's 13 now, but obviously, so for, you know, 10 years, I, I was close enough to be able to see it, to, to be able to, I took my laptop with me to watch netball matches. I would never have been able to do that if I was a corporate mom. Um, you know, those kind of things. So if I took time off work, I knew I was letting go of money, but I was not answerable to anyone or feeling guilty or, you know, those kind of things. So there is that, there is that you know, six of one, half a dozen of another kind yeah. of thing. But that's, that's the balance that you, you know, you finally have. And now it's my time again to try and find my space in the world again. And, and you know, not that I'm, I'm ignoring her now, but she's a, she's a lot older. She's a lot more independent. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's just finding that space and, and finding my money again. <laughs> I suppose it's, you know it's re making it up. Yeah, I mean, you know it's reprioritizing and asking yourself the difficult questions and deciding what exactly, you know, is feeding you at that point, and it's important. But you know, uh, rightly so, you you know, a lot of people don't say that. I mean, you know, it's great to be an entrepreneur. We all know how hard it is, but not often do you find people saying, "Yes, but I was broke for most of it." You know, it. it Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, one of the biggest things that I have to tell you um, is that uh, there's, a, there's an underlying something. I, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I, I do know, but I don't know, you know, that kind of scenario. Mm. In, in terms of the way women operate as, as, as entrepreneurs and the way men operate as entrepreneurs, it's a very different engagement and dynamic. And, you know, I wish that some someone would have said to me some of the things that, that, that I'm basically saying now and I've had 10 years of experience of like literally telling any woman who wanted to go in and thought this was you know sexy and cool and glamorous to be or call yourself an entrepreneur and I'd be like I don't mean to say these things to you there's this side of it and then there's that side mm. of it you know make a decision based on both but yes and I think for me one of the biggest things is that and whether it's the woman in my family whether it's the woman I, I work with I collaborate I partner with um, my, my, my hustle sisterhood so to speak um, if it wasn't for them and we have days where we sit and we like God, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why are we putting ourselves through this? We're having very honest conversations. And, mm. and, you know, one is broke, one is not broke. You figure it out. That kind of thing. If you don't have that kind of support, if you don't have that kind of engagement and dynamic, it can become a very, very lonely and, 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 and a terrible place to be, actually. Um, having said that, there's, there's the, you know, there's the positive side that you have that flexibility, you have the ability to determine mm. your own salary, your own amount. If you, you know, if you're in, if you're doing the right things, if you're not doing the right things, it doesn't matter. So it's, 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 it's a very interesting dynamic. It can become addictive. I have to say to you, as <laughs> difficult as it is, it can become addictive. But it's, it's all of those components that come together. I think that make up why people stay entrepreneurs even when we're broke, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and you know, when you have that, when you hit that. The, the, the big checks and you hit the big payments and you hit the big amounts and then you mm. think, oh, it's all worth it. Um, so it's that, it's, that, it's that roller coaster ride of up and down um, that I think we are, we are strange human beings, but, but we enjoy the ride or the thrill of it, so to speak. When you talk about womanhood, I mean, you've, you've started the Pan-African Business Women's Association. Is that really to support other women? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, so I started it on the basis that um, I noticed one thing. Um, I travel a bit into Africa, not a bit, a lot into Africa. And one of the things that was, was that connected us, and sometimes South Africa can be very like, um, I don't know whether aloof is the word or separate or whatever the case is, but we can sometimes not be part of, you know, the country. Mm. It feels like that sometimes. And one of the biggest things that um, that that hit me or hit anyone, I think, when you when you travel into the rest of Africa, is that you feel so welcomed, you feel so at home, you feel so. It's, it's a very different dynamic. Like it's a death addictive. I can yeah. tell you that. And one of the things that run as a golden thread through all women across the continent, and it doesn't matter, you know, whether it is you are dark skinned, light skinned, you know, Arabic. Um, speaking or, you know, Swahili or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. There's one thing that, 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 that connects all of us. And that is the way Africa treats its women and, and the way we respond to it. So we have a cultural approach or response to the way we deal with things from a continent perspective. And it, it doesn't matter what race, what, as I'm saying, what the color of your skin is, what language you speak, it, it, it really combines us. So the Pan-African Business Women's Association was started, or Pablo was started on the basis of that. And one of the things that um, I wanted to be able to focus on was economic empowerment, which is something I found didn't exist in Africa. We don't speak in economic terms for women from a gender perspective, maybe in South Africa, but not necessarily in the rest of the continent. And yet money runs the world. We have the most number of single mothers um, in the world, on the continent. Why don't we continuously speak about, you know, economic empowerment and mm. putting money into women's hands and showing them and teaching them and, you know, highlighting opportunities and being able to share information, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is where this all started. As I said, I'm inspired every day by my, by my hustle sisterhood. You know, we come together, we're able to, we fight one day, we're laughing and hugging and, you know, drinking champagne the next. It's the way we are. So how do we then translate that across the continent um, to the rest of the sisterhood? And, and how do we take that and kind of manifest it forward? We have to learn how to how to hold each other's hands. We have to learn how to work with each other um, because it's just not working that we're not. <laughs> it is, you know, it's, it's interesting. I had this discussion with, uh, you know, with uh, my cousin in, sitting in Stockholm and this debate came up on a panel that she was on and she was also like why is there this problem i mean often women are um are putting other women down especially in the corporate world and i said to her but maybe it's because that we are always competing we're always competing for a place we always have to prove ourselves and i don't think we're doing it intentionally but i think that sometimes you know you're so um you know you're so protective of whatever you have that you don't actually want to share it so I mean, this this Pan-African Business Women's Association is is quite enlightening. I mean, you know, you want to bring, you want to change that kind of mindset. So, you know, you're 100% correct, that, that whole competition thing. Um, and it, it goes back. I've always wondered why. You know, I've, I'm, I, my parents, unfortunately, never saw fit to give me a sister. And I've made everyone pay oh, for the rest of their lives. So if you're a friend of mine, you become my sister. You have no choice. Um, but... You know, it starts from like, I don't know about 
you know, anyone else. But it starts from like when you're really young. There's always this competition about who's the prettiest. Hmm. Um, from a, you know, bride perspective, you've got to look better than the previous bride. You've got to do this. You've got to learn how to cook better. Your stuff has got to be better. I have never seen my brother being compared to the neighbor's, you know, son to say he's more handsome or he's more this or what. It's just, we've got this thing about girls and women. Are you, how fair are you? You know, how do you look? Uh, how straight is your hair? I don't know. Whatever the differences are, it's always that kind of scenario that plays out. And I suppose that becomes then inculcated. It becomes institutionalized. Mm-hmm. So when we walk into an environment where there's other women, you know, we give each other the look, it's up and down, um, and try to deal with that. And if we can get past that, can you imagine that we are able to multitask? We are able to do so many things. And I don't mean to make this about men because we need men in our environment in order to create that kind of context and, and texture. But So I'm not anti-men, not by any means. But I'm just saying, can you imagine we, are, we, we have such, we have what they call, you know, um, before it used to be called soft skills. Hmm. In the world going forward, it's going to be power skills because those are the things that are, that are going to separate us from robots. So... Now we're talking about power skills. Women have more of that than men, um, et cetera, et cetera. You add all of that up. Can you imagine if we just learned how to work together, how powerful we would be if we were able to just get past that, 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 that hugely competitive issue? And sometimes the competitiveness isn't even about my brain. It's about yeah. what I'm wearing or, you know, what I look like. Um, and, and I know you understand that because yeah. every woman goes through. No, absolutely. So, and, you know, it becomes it becomes a game changer. But I'm so glad, I mean, that you have this organization. Um, you know, women should should embrace this, should look at this and, and let's start working. And we have to start somewhere. We have to actually, you know, pick our sisters up wherever we can. Yavi, unfortunately, we've run out of time. It was great <laughs> chatting to you. Thank you so much thank for you, um, so sharing much. your journey with us. Thank you doing with this program. It's amazing. Thank you so, so much. Great stuff. Thank you and take care. My Money and Me, every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Kaya FM Podcast. Go to kayafm.co.za for more.